get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. This is exactly where you want to be listening to us. It's BK and Ferrario, live from the Car Shield Studio on 101 ESPN. Tanner Hendricks and I'm Alex Ferrario. Blues back in action tonight against the Dallas Stars. 7 o'clock puck drop. I've got your first Community Credit Union pregame show starting at 6. And to talk a little NHL, we welcome in our favorite Mike McKenna. It's our weekly hit on Fridays. Mike'd up with McKenna as we welcome him on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Mike, how are you today, buddy? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. And I love that name. Mike'd up with McKenna. What a Man, somebody's creative I'm out there. You, we, got, we got to send a... You know, we got to send a, maybe a fruit basket or something as a thank you, I believe. That's that's in order in the holiday season, is it not? I'm telling you, Mike, our uh, our Air Comfort Service text line, our listeners, they uh, they are about as creative as they come, whether it's insults towards me, Tanner, or BK, or coming up with great segment names like that with Mike'd up with McKenna. Um, Mike, i got to ask you, man, you tweeted about this last night, and I was watching this game as well, the New Jersey Devils-Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, we saw a little bit of a brawl in the game, which almost led to a goaltending fight. Robin Leonard versus Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, first off, one, I mean, I always look forward to seeing if goaltenders are going to get into a brawl. Like we almost saw Jordan Bennington get into one earlier this year. And secondly, have you ever been in that scenario where you almost got into a, a, a goaltender brawl uh, in the middle of a game? Yeah, I've had a couple of close calls like that. I've had a real call. I did have a goalie fight when I played. And what's so funny about it is that we're really just like two big polar bears dancing around <laughs> out there. Rare. Rarely do goalies actually land punches in today's game when it finally happens. It's not like the old days where the arm and chest protectors weren't very big. And, you know, you think of Ron Hextall just kicking the tar out of somebody or vice versa. Felix Potvin beating up Ron Hextall even, or I mean, Patrick Waugh, Chris Osgood, Mike Vern and Patrick Waugh. Like you think of these moments, they're just, they're pretty rare now. And that's why people get so amped up about it. And it's the oddity factor, man, two guys in gear try. And, and there's no reason why goalies should ever come together at center ice. You're completely opposite ends of the ice. But I tell you what, the instance I had when I was, I was playing in the ECHL uh, with the Las Vegas Wranglers. And sure enough, I had a fight at center ice. My first year pro lasted about 10 seconds. No punches landed. I was a folk hero there uh, <laughs> just because of that. But, but something I alluded to yesterday on Twitter, my close call came with Dan Cloutier. And if you want to go YouTube somebody getting pummeled, type in Dan Cloutier, Tommy Salo, and you're going to see Cloutier raining right hands down on Tommy Salo years ago. Well, one night in the American Hockey League playing against the Manchester Monarchs, Dan Cloutier's in that. He's been sent down to them. One of our guys 
runs him over and he goes bananas. And I'm looking at the other end. This is worst case scenario. Like everybody knows you don't want to go near Dan Cloutier. And I'm thinking, this is it. It's all over. And I'm just, I didn't know what to do. I looked at my bench, our head coach, Kevin Deneen, when I was with the Portland Pirates, Kevin Deneen looks at me and he's going, no. <laughs> and then I look at teammate Drew Miller, Ryan Miller's younger brother, and Drew Miller's going, go. And I, I was, I was conflicted. And thankfully, by the time I got to the near blue line, the officials on the ice had contained Dan Cloutier and my life was spared. You know, one goaltender, uh, Mike, that that looks like he would love to look for balls, which I don't know if any goalies looking forward to that, unless it was like Eddie Bell for maybe Cujo, who knows with all of these, um, or it sounds like Dan Cloutier was, but Charlie Lind- Lindgren looks like one of those guys, right? With, with the sideburns, with the mustache, <laughs> like he looks like he would be all for a goaltending brawl if it was introduced to him. Man, I tell you what, if if they're looking for if they're looking to do a sequel to Dazed and Confused, I think he's lining <laughs> up to go next to Wooderson. No problem That's in the flick. I mean Lindsay looks amazing he looks amazing right now with the sideburns and the mustache <laughs> and the hair. And I and I had somebody ask me this morning at Friday morning hockey at Kirkwood, like, is he for real with that? And I was like, Man, I don't know if this is going to turn into his real thing, but I think he's just having fun. And you can see it reflected in his play. I mean like, guys, some of the, the, the confidence that he's carrying for the team right now and the way he's making saves, like, he just looks so confident. You know he's carried that over from the strong play with the Springfield Thunderbirds of the American Hockey League into what he's doing with the Blues, same way with Nathan Walker. So I love seeing that synergy, and, man, you can't give me enough of those sideburns. I hope Lindgren keeps it going. I, I'm with you as well. And, Mike, that's a great point to bring up because t- Tanner and I were talking about this earlier in the show. You know, you wonder if this is – more of the guys trying to play more disciplined hockey because they know it's a goaltender that doesn't have a whole lot of NHL experience in front of him, or if this is just Charlie Lindgren is just playing out of his mind. He's getting an opportunity with a good team that plays in front of him, and this is what happens when a goaltender is in a good situation rather than what he was in with Montreal for the longest time. Which one do you lean towards? Yeah, yeah, these these are great points by you. I, I don't think it's as much of you know a, a goaltender with not much experience. Like he has played a decent amount of NHL games. He's been around the block before. Lindgren knows what it takes to perform at the NHL. He did it in short stints with the Montreal Canadiens just several years ago. But I think it really is the factor of walking into the locker room on a good team like the St. Louis Blues. Okay, there's a certain feel to that, and, and honestly, I'm jealous of Charlie Lindgren. <laughs> When you look at my career and the teams I was on, the only team that I ever really played for in the National Hockey League that was any good during the stretch that I was there was the Columbus Blue Jackets. And my numbers were okay. You know what I mean? Like, I actually felt like, hey, I can compete in this environment. Well, when you have that confidence as a goaltender that your team can play around you, it makes you that much better. And especially that game against Dallas the other night, five on five, that was a pretty even game. And Lindgren, in the second and third period, made some massive saves for the team. But even on the penalty kill early in the first period, five saves in the first period on that kill, that set the tone for the rest of the game. To me, that's a goalie that's done his homework. He's paid attention to pre-scout. And and he's smart. He's 27 years old. He knows how to play pro hockey. Again, we're talking with Mike McKenna. A couple more minutes with the former NHL goaltender. Our Mike'd up with McKenna segment here on BK and Ferrario. You can check out his work also on Daily Faceoff. He does uh, NHL analyst for Daily Faceoff as well on Twitter at Mike McKenna fifty six. Mike for this Blues team overall, they've got points in six consecutive games. Nine of their last ten games, they've put themselves in a position with five points out of the best point percentage in the National Hockey League, which is held by the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it sounds like they're getting more guys back from a lot. 
locker room mm-hmm. perspective, from the Blues perspective, they've been treading water, but now that you're starting to see more bodies coming back and you're seeing the impact of the Springfield Thunderbirds, does that just give a breath of fresh air or does that just incentivize more from the guys in the locker room at this point? Well, I, I think it's just a continuation of that play and, and cannot say enough about the, the depth of the Blues. You know, I, I thought Trapchenko had a great game yep. the other night. You know, like, and, and in limited minutes, and that's where you can really get in a murky water when somebody doesn't play a lot and you can just say, okay, well, you know, they went out there, they were a warm body, they kind of did their thing. Well, no, I, I thought that fourth line for the Blues, it was Joshua and Matt Pekka were really good. You know, and didn't play a ton. That's what you need. You can't just have warm bodies, and especially with the way the NHL is now. With, I mean, guys, people are going in and out of COVID protocol left and right. Like, I'm, I'm surprised the league's still playing at yeah. this point. I mean, I, thankfully, you know, we are. But you need your depth to not just be warm bodies. You need to generate chances. You need to possess the puck. And you know, I played with Matthew Peckham at the Syracuse Crunch, and he's a player who can play in the NHL. He's had one ways. He's had chances. He hasn't been able to grab it. But it's experience. That's why you sign players to go to your American League team that you know can fill in spots when necessary. The Lindgrens, the Pekkas of the world, they're that important. And I think that with the Blues especially, they've been able to win games with players out. Now with people coming back, you know, you, you know I've covered the Vegas Golden Knights really closely for yeah. several years. They had that exact same thing happen earlier this year. Players out of the lineup, injuries, COVID. They're back. They're playing their top I can't wait to see those two teams play against each other again. I think it's going to be a great game when that occurs. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I mean, when you get those full rosters back to see it for the first time, and frankly, I'm a little selfishly hoping it happens by January 1st for that Winter Classic game because uh, uh-huh. two two big teams like Minnesota and St. Louis going head-to-head with a healthy roster is going to be one hell of a matchup. Mike, before we let you go, you mentioned it with the COVID. Uh, it sounds like two more teams are going to be postponing games for tonight. Emily Kaplan's been reporting on ESPN that you know the NHL and PA have said that they don't want to postpone any games and now they're kind of changing their tone if it forces their hand they want to see the enhanced protocols go into play that they've reinstated over these last couple of days Uh, do you think that's a necessary position that the nhl is going to have to investigate sooner rather than later well i think it's becoming real I, i don't think that there's any way to stick handle around the fact that the spread of COVID amongst the league is rampant. And it's kind of a dual-edged sword here, I'd say, to a certain extent, because you've got players that have been largely either asymptomatic or lightly affected by COVID, but the spread is still largely uncontained. And so, you know, we're seeing things work in a good way, but you don't have enough bodies to play the game. And that's where it's getting tough. You know, like if you're looking at the Avalanche, you played with 10 forwards, 5D and a goalie, uh, and an e-bug last night in Nashville. I mean, how can you really tell them tomorrow night you need to go face the lightning when you can't get reinforcements there? And that's not even talking about the salary cap. You know, I mean, Nashville had to call up coaches from Milwaukee. So um, I, I think that being malleable makes a huge difference for the league, but it, the virus is going to take its course and guide this. As much as they want to control the spread, it may have been two weeks too late to go to the enhanced uh, protocols because I, I can't see it slowing down at this rate. Um, but like I say, I mean, I, I, I'm glad that we're still playing because you know what? There's a little McKenna that's going to be on the ice between the first and second period tonight. This is a little scoop for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Who's the little McKenna? Yeah. My daughter, Kenlin's going to be out there on the ice between the first and second. So uh, oh. if anybody's listening, just make sure you give her a big cheer out there. She'd appreciate it. She's nervous about the crowd. 